Hi, this is Robert Schuler with Melissa's Produce, and you're listening in on Cords, Vines, and Dimes. Hi, this is Chris Jacobs, and you're listening to Cords, Vines, and Dimes. How are you? Hi, Tom. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. It's time for Chords, Vines, and Dines. Did you have a good Saturday? I had a great Saturday. I had a really good Friday, too. We went to the coach house again. Again. Uh, and we uh, saw our friend Ricky Lewis, and he has uh, put together uh, the premier Eagles tribute. It's called Desperado. They've been around for a long, long time. Long time, and they did... Uh, they opened with an acoustic set that was supposed to be 45 minutes, which was closer to an hour. Right. And then they came back and rocked the house with an electric set. You know, we're going to have Ricky on our radio show. I know. I'm and going to schedule that. We'll have him and one of the other band members on. We've. Uh, it's just wonderful establishing the relationship with the coach house that we've been doing. And we've gotten to know the manager, uh, Evan, who's a great guy. And uh, I think Evan is going to be involved with Chords, Vines, and Dines. And, That'll be uh, fun. The artist, the, I mean, when you walk into that place, the history, it's all over every wall. There's pictures of Dwight Yoakam, June Carter, Cash, Anybody who's the anybody's tubes, been the, there. Yeah, it's just, it, it's amazing. And, and we've now gotten to roam freely through the yes. the dressing rooms and backstage and, and everything. It, They're it's, opening the doors for us for yeah. whatever we want. Well, and we uh, did photos for Shannon Ray. Yeah, mm -hmm. her uh, Ronstadt revival. Just Shannon's incredible. Yes, she and is. And get... she's going to be on our show. Yes, she'd be a great guest. I've already talked to her, she's and we're going to be scheduling her. She's busy for the next couple of weeks, but I'll be scheduling her as well. She is a pistol, isn't she? A Just fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Chords, Vines, and Dines is brought to you by Melissa's Produce and our friend Robert Schuler. Uh, we I've been trying to do this recipe for turban squash soup. The turban squash is just an amazing gourd, multicolored. And uh, we had uh, an issue several months ago where a package we were supposed to get went to New Jersey. None of this is Melissa's fault whatsoever. It's the UPS. shipper. Well, I wasn't going to name any names. Well, but, <laughs> uh, one UPS, of those. FedEx, I think it was one of those. So anyway, uh, that wound up going to New Jersey. And then by the time it got here... Uh, Ten days later, whatever it was, uh, there was nothing <laughs> resembling fresh produce, and uh, then we had another mishap again. Not Melissa's, but the the shipper. Right. And uh, so we're gonna try and get the turban squash next week and all the ingredients. And I'm excited about making this uh, turban squash soup. It sounds just delicious. You know, I ordered blood oranges from Melissa's. Yeah, I know you and did. And I got, and they came right on yeah. schedule, and they were absolutely perfect. They are. Th their shipping is out of this world. Everything is packaged so beautifully, and uh, melissas.com, uh, go check out their recipes. Go check out, their, there's no one that has a larger selection of produce, and uh, we need to get Robert back on the show so we can talk about fall produce. Yes, and I'm about ready to order some pears and, mm. and some more blood oranges because I made that blood orange marmalade. Speaking of looking forward to things, I've been looking forward to 
visiting with our guest Chris Jacobs for quite a while. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, as well as anyone else, that uh, I'm just a huge fan of Little Feet. I've known them. I've followed the band for, God, it's close to 50 years. It's hard to believe, but um, uh, really one of my all-time favorite groups. Uh, I've made a lot of friends through Little Feet, among them a woman named Tanya Hanyi. <laughs> and if you've ever seen her at a concert, uh, you'll know that she's earned her nickname Dancing Tanya. <laughs> so Tanya was telling me, she said, Tom, there's this guy named Chris Jacobs, and he's about to blow up. He, he's just incredible. And I didn't put two and two together until a little later. She had sent me a CD over 10 years ago of a group called The Bridge from Baltimore, and that was Chris Jacobs. Uh, he's a singer, songwriter, guitar player. Uh, I love his voice. He's great. And he we really uh, we were going to have him on uh, three or four weeks ago, and he got, came down with COVID. <laughs> yeah, he was on tour. Yeah, he was in Nashville, I think. So anyway, we did visit with him. We had a great visit, and he's our guest this week. We're going to share some of his music with you. Uh, Chris Jacobs, if you don't know the name, wow, hold, hold tight. He's and it's Chris, C-R-I-S. Yeah, no H, C-R-I-S, Jacobs. So watch out for Chris. Yeah, his interview is absolutely fabulous. Fascinating guy. Really is. So what are we going to do next? Well, I know we're going to play the game of food in a little while, but... Should we uh, listen? Let's go to one of Chris's songs. Sure. Let's listen to Chris's music. We're going to play about three of his tunes. Yeah. Because Chris is our only guest this week, so let's get into uh, some of his music.
Amazing guy, isn't he? He is. Yeah. I mean, I could listen to his music all day. Yeah. I'm glad you turned turned me on to him. He's very soulful, and mm-hmm. he's got a funk. He's got. Uh, it's hard to put his music into a category. He's not country. He's not blues. He's. Uh, it's just a, he's well, Chris it, Jacobs. Yeah, he was. They, uh, they called him the the king of Baltimore rock and roll. The Baltimore music scene is really vibrant. There's uh, a lot going on there. He has got, uh, as a leader, he has an album called Songs for Cats and Dogs. <laughs> yes, he, <laughs> and he talks, talks about yeah, that. Dust to Gold, Color Where You Are, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get to play Under the Big Top from that CD. So, should we play the game of food, or should yes. we uh, let's save go that to, for Let's it? go to game of food. Okay. Um, you just pick out a couple of cards. And another. Okay, you get to start. I get to start? Mm-hmm. Okay. Category? People and pop, pop culture. culture. Okay. And the Chronicles of Nar- Narnia? Narnia. <laughs> Book series. What sweet treat did the white witch use to ensnarl Edmund Provency? <laughs> I have no clue, but lay it on me. A, Turkish Delight. B, Candy Cane. C, Treacle. Or D, lollipop? I'm going to go with C, treacle. It's a pure guess. I think it's treacle. Think so? Eh. Okay, what is it? Turkish delight. That was my second guess. Oh, well. Are you ready for regional dishes? Yes. Legend has it that the first chimichanga was accidentally invented when a cook dropped a burrito into the deep fryer at this southwestern restaurant. Is it A, El Charo Cafe in Tucson, B, Army, uh, no, excuse me, Array Cafe near Hatch, New Mexico, C, Mary and Tito's Cafe in Albuquerque, or D, 
Harry's Hideaway Restaurant near Sedona? I'll go with A. Okay, A was El Charo. Ding, 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 ding. That was a pure guess. You got it. I should go play the lottery. You should. Okay, next one. If I'm right on the first one, I guess I should go play the lottery. Yes. Ingredients. Okay. What is the name for raw salmon belly that is heavily salted but not smoked? Okay. Uh, A, Gaspe Nova, Lox, Scottish Salmon, or Kippered Salmon? One more time on the answers. <laughs> Gaspe, G-A-S-P-E, Attilde. Okay. Nova, Lox, Scottish Salmon, or Kippered Salmon? Scottish salmon. I even had this one right, and okay. I don't even eat salmon. Lox. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. And I love lox. I just didn't know. I didn't know that's so what I bet. I'm it's... 0 for 2. Okay. You're 1 for 1. And your final category is cooking tools and techniques. Why would you cook with a Ben, B-A-I-N, Marie? A, to add moisture during baking. B, to insulate a dish from high oven heat c to decrease total cooking time or d to create a flavorful broth during cooking ban marie um i'll go with d uh it's b to insulate a dish from high oven heat oh okay okay you were one for two i was o for two and there we go with this week's game of food. I should have a little whistles and fanfare for that one. When I'm at, anytime we play this game and I and I beat you, I should have little <laughs> little whistles and you bells. Should. You should. You know, I'm going to do that when I get those. All right. Well, let's go on, Cat, to our visit with Chris Jacobs. And uh, what a fascinating guy, and what a wonderful musician. Let's do it. Well, Cat, I'm delighted to introduce our listeners to Chris Jacobs. Chris, you're Baltimore-based, am I correct? That's right, yep. And uh, I first heard about you through our friend Tanya Hanyi, who we we, uh, lovingly refer to as Dancing Tanya. (laughs) If you've ever been around Tanya at a concert, you know why she's called that. Yep, indeed. She she sent me a CD, it has to be over 10 years ago, of a group called The Bridge, and I went, wow, this is pretty good. And that was you. That was me. Yep, yep. That was uh, we we had a nice run, made a bunch of records, wrote a lot of songs, and had a good old time for sure. And how long have you been a solo act? Um, well, the bridge sort of quote unquote retired. I'd say around it was 2011, and um, so since then I've still been continuing on. We still get together at the bridge like. You know, twice a year or something, do do fun shows for our for our diehard faithful that are still still wanting to hear us. You know, Chris, you were you were like king of the rock and roll, Baltimore rock and roll, but you also played in a bluegrass band. I don't know who said that king of rock and roll, Baltimore. <laughs> the king of Baltimore <laughs> and, uh, rock and roll. I've seen that, and and yeah, you know, I don't know journalists, but um. Yeah, you know, I've always, uh, I definitely have a heavy bluegrass background as well. Um, I sort of like really dug into that when I was 
in college age and was really deep into flat picking and Tony Rice and Doc Watson and, and that kind of stuff. And um, and then sort of when when I started the bridge was when I picked up, or not picked up, but really dug into the electric guitar and started writing songs and sort of just putting everything that I had been doing into a big old melting pot, you know, sort of like we were talking about Little Feet. They were one of my favorite bands just because I think they really incorporated so many cool rootsy styles and uh so i was sort of you know into that spirit of, of making music mixing it all together we had bill Payne on our show a few months ago uh, the keyboard player for little feet and bill and i go back uh -huh. probably a couple decades now what a talented cool. man yes definitely definitely he uh, I, I just saw them um we did a, a festival they did the same festival the hot august music festival here in baltimore over the summer and um man they sounded so good it was so cool to hear they still sound incredible it, it's really amazing because they've lost uh, you know recently they lost paul barrer they lost their drummer right. richie hayward i can't believe it's been nearly 20 years but they still uh, they're still just a, a, an incredible force on stage yeah, they really, they, they, they really sounded great. I'll tell you, everybody, uh, everybody in the band sounded incredible. I know you uh, were talking about your bluegrass background. Uh, aside from bluegrass, who were some of the uh, your your musical influences when you were growing up? Who did you listen to? Well, uh, I would say that I, I sort of caught the like music bug through through the Grateful Dead, Jerry okay. Garcia. Um, <laughs> You know, um, when I was a teenager, it's so I was sort of like, wow, I'd like to try that. And, uh, and so that's when I sort of dug in really seriously to playing guitar and just listening to music on a deeper level and really thinking that it was something that I wanted to do. Um, but, and, you know, that led me down so many paths of, you know, the bluegrass thing. Jerry was definitely my gateway into that world, you know, the old and the way thing. I was like, wow, what is this? And sort of, and and they they had so many branches in, off of their tree of of American music that really turned me on blues, you know, like old old time music, jazz, um, folk music, and, and I mean the the, the list of influences are kind of too too big to name. And as I said, that's why. I've sort of just taken the approach of like listening to to all of it and believing that I can fit it all in for better or worse. Huh? That's been my uh, sort of approach, you know, um, is just, you know, write, write my own songs and that's my vehicle to, to, to just incorporate it all, you know, whether it's with the songs or the guitar playing. Well, they certainly had a, a big country influence. Uh, Merle Haggard was one of their favorites, and Working Man's Dead was a nod to Working Man Blues, Merle Haggard. No doubt. No doubt. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, aside from guitar, do you pay, uh, play banjo? I, I dabbled. When I when I caught the bluegrass bug, I, I picked up the banjo for like a year and, uh, and sort of thought that that's where I was going to go, but it didn't last as long i think i think you know i i, I got into some earl scruggs and jd crow and i was really kind of like learning a lot of that stuff and as soon as i 
tried to dig into like the Bill Keith, Tony Trishka, Bela Fleck world of like melodic banjo playing, it sort of freaked me out. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? Guitar, guitar was, was just fine. So, uh, so yeah, I can't say that I have any chops left, but I've, I've thrown some banjo on some of my records in the, in the past. <laughs> Hey, tell me about your your album, Songs for Cats and Dogs. <laughs> Songs for Cats and Dogs. Yeah, well, that was my first solo record in, like, 2012. And um, I just kind of started writing songs, you know, after the bridge days. And um, it just so happened that there's a song on there um, about my dog. It's called Mama. It's called Mama Was a Redbone, and then there's also a, a couple songs um, about my wife, whose name is Cat. So as I was in the studio, I remember the engineer was like, "Songs for cats and dogs," and and I liked it, and so that stuck, and that's what we went with. Now that album got you going, what on t on tour with uh, Steve Winwood? You opened for Steve Winwood. I did, yeah. Um, I, w I don't know if it was that album that did it, but you know, it was around that time that I that I was um, just coincidentally asked to open for him um, in the Silver Spring, D.C. area. I was just solo acoustic, and and I did, and and he 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 liked me. I uh, remember on the set, and he was watching me on the side of the stage, and and. Um, after the show, you know, it was very friendly, and him and his uh, tour manager said, you know, hey, we'll be in touch. Maybe there'll be some more shows, and and then they reached out and you know offered me like a whole tour. That's amazing. So, um, yeah, it was really amazing. It was truly amazing. Got to play some like just epically beautiful venues, and just to be around a guy like that, living legend, um, was just so inspiring. And it, it was one of those. It was one of those moments like along my career that I've had where it sort of propelled me for a few years, probably, you know what I mean? Like no matter how, if things were up or down, it was like that just being in the back of my mind that I did that and that, you know, the reception that I got and then just the fact that it, that it happened was sort of enough to like, okay, I should keep going with this thing, you know? <laughs> what, what a blessing. I remember when I saw him, I, you know, I knew him for his keyboard work, but I was blown away by his guitar playing. Yes, he's a monster guitar player. Yeah. He still is. Yeah, and he can still sing, and he didn't even have a bass player. He was playing all the bass stuff on the <laughs> organ. Incredible. Um, yeah, it's it truly, um, yeah, just a master, and a incredibly down-to-earth nice person, too. You're on tour now, aren't you? Uh, right now I'm home at the moment, but, um, you know, I'm sort of always on tour. <laughs> um, it's like the perpetual home-gone, home-gone thing, so... Um, um, at the moment, I, th this month is, is actually, this period is, is a little more home time, which is good because I got two kids, so it's nice to, to bank that time while I can. But I'm going to be hitting it pretty hard soon. I have a new record that I just finished. Speaking of bluegrass, I did a I did a bluegrass record wow. um, in, in Nashville produced by Jerry Douglas. Wow. Um, yes, and, and so that's really fun and exciting and and. I'm really happy with how that came out, and so springtime we're putting that out, and you know I'll be I'll be hitting it hard. Now you also did an album with uh, Aaron Neville's son Ivan Neville. Yeah, Neville I did. Jacobs. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Ivan 
um, I'm sure you know from Dumpster Funk, and um, you know he's he's had a pretty amazing career himself. Played with Keith Richards, he's Bonnie Raitt, but but he's um, he's a good friend who just we coincidentally became friends through uh, it was sort of like when during the Bridge days we would do some common festivals and stuff like that, and then we actually bonded over uh a game of poker in a <laughs> casino in new orleans um yeah where we were both ended up at the table and 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 recognized each other and struck up a conversation and then from there sort of became friendly and then casually organically mentioned hey we should you know try to get together you know write some songs together see how, and and we did and so uh yeah that was a really fun project we wrote a bunch of songs together and he brought a few i brought a few and then we got um brady blade on drums tony hall on bass and uh and and made a record and we played some shows but you know with everybody's schedules it it's it's not like a you know full-time thing obviously but we um yeah we, we played some shows and it's a it's a great great band well, I saw that you have a few dates in Oregon and Idaho. Are you going to be in Southern California anytime? I was just there uh, over the summer. Um, so nothing on the books at this very moment, but I know that I'm coming back to California this summer um, at least, um, hopefully sooner. But that run that I'm doing there is with the infamous String Dusters, um, in Oregon and Idaho and, and uh, Seattle and in uh, yeah, a couple other places, but um, yeah, they played on my bluegrass record. They're good friends of mine as well, and uh, so they they threw some shows my way. And I'm gonna be going out solo, opening for those guys, and probably jamming with them. And yeah. Now at Christmas time, you have an annual event out in Washington D.C. A, a very Jerry Christmas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's actually Baltimore and D.C. So Baltimore is really where it started and is really where it's based. But yeah, yeah it's sort of it, it, it developed as like a on a whim one year I decided to, to try that. And, um, you know, people like Jerry Garcia, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> is, um, as do I. And I'm always happy to play that music. So, uh, so it's, we're going on like 10 or 11 years of, of where we do it pretty much like during the August 1st, you know, time of year, the Jerry's birthday time of year. And we'll do a few shows and then Christmas time we do very Jerry Christmas and uh, a bunch of sold out shows and just everybody, you know, feeling the, uh, the Jerry bliss. It's, it's, <laughs> it's always a fun, always a really fun time. Yeah. We had Dennis McNally on recently. Uh, Dennis was the historian and publicist for the dead. Yeah. And uh, uh -huh. I shared a story with him when I was in the seventh grade. I got a hold of Rock Scully, who was the, uh, their co-manager. And I wound yeah. up going to their house in the hate and interviewing Jerry, Bob Weir, Pigpen, and Phil Lesh for the school wow. newspaper. Wow. Yeah. What year was that? Oh, it had to be 68, 69. How about that? That must have been an experience. It was. <laughs> well, no doubt. So, Chris, if you if you hadn't become a musician, what would you have been? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't exactly know, but it was. I was I was I was a good student. You know, I was sort of like smart kid in school, so to speak. I got good grades and sort of like 
you know, played sports, was like the all-American kind of kid. And uh, and then I sort of took a left turn and um, really got into music and, and, you know, started smoking pot and all that stuff. And, and I still, uh, you know, I ended up going to college. I mean, I started playing guitar late in life, like when I was like 16 years old. So because, you know, relatively late bloomer, but I went really full force into it. And then but the, by the time it was time to go to college, I didn't really have enough to show that um, that I could have a music career. So I was sort of like, all right, I'll go to college, I guess, get a degree, see what happens. And, and uh, I got like a business degree and didn't really care all that much about the classes I was taking, but just sort of got by and got decent grades and was really just practicing guitar and playing music ferociously but um so i don't really know because i really never uh had to consider that i guess you know i um it was like by the time i was really seriously considering what i was going to do for a career i already knew that that's what i wanted to do and uh so i'm still knocking on wood that i can (laughs) still let me do it because at this point in my life i really can't think of anything else I, i i can do you know I, for one, am uh, grateful for the choice you made. I, I just am a big <laughs> fan of your music, Chris, and uh, keep oh, on keeping you. on. I appreciate that so much, really. Thank you so much. Where are you guys based out of? Uh, we're near Temecula, about an hour north of San Diego. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm cool. really enjoying uh, your music. I played it for my daughter this morning, and we were just really having a great time with it. Oh, that's nice. How we got a couple daughter? of new fans here. There you go. I- I have two daughters myself, so, yep, yep. Nice talking to you guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us.
I want him as a neighbor. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. But I don't want to go to Baltimore, though. <laughs> well, we need to go to Baltimore because you've never been, right? No, I've never uh, been. Baltimore's a very cool city. Yes. That whole area. So we'll, we'll, that's another field trip. Well, he said he might be on tour out this way next year. Yeah, too, so. yeah. And he's got a, that. I'm looking forward to that bluegrass album he's got mm-hmm. coming out next year. That will be wonderful. Yeah. So should we listen to one more song from Chris? Yes. You ready? Let's do it. Device that can peer into the hearts and minds of others. What effect will this have on daily human interaction? Well, on one hand, it may lead to another epoch of business as usual. On the other, it can open up an entirely new era. For some sweet tooth Step right up Catch it while you can Alligator hugger in the candy man Ready lights junkie like a moth can The buzzer around the flame Step right up 
day, catching with the quick bait. Hook, line, sinker, ain't no need to think about it. Anything you want, you got it right at the spot of your gate. Gotta try to catch them with the show attention deficit. No need to preface all group and cross reference it. Hit them with the shine on the front nine, make a sign. Never have to worry about a win. Step right up, catch it while you can. Alligator hooker in the candy man. Pretty lights chunky like a monster can. The puzzle around the frame. Step right up, get it while it's hot. Anything you want under the big tie. done it once again we've uh, that's another episode of chords vines and dines cat and we've got some good other guests coming up in the next yeah few weeks. we've got uh, stephanie from fly wines we have a couple of uh, australian wine producers that we're going to talk to uh we have one other guest next week uh, we've got eldon eldon yes from the gunboat kings and uh, another thing that we can look forward to is we're uh, as a matter of fact i believe it's on its way to us now wine of the sea. I can't wait to this try that. This is wine that's been 100 feet underwater for, I think, over a year. So when you get the bottles, they've got barnacles and coral and all this stuff. I read about this a while ago, and now we're actually getting a They're bottle. They're shipping us a, a, a bottle or two, and uh, along with some uh, boutique cheddar cheese from a local farm and somewhere. Oh, gosh. Uh, so. I can't wait. Yeah. So. Well, thank you to Melissa's yeah. our produce sponsor. And Robert Schuler, Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. We'll have you back on soon. And we'll listen to uh, our, our closing song, another one from Chris. Perfect. Love you, Kat. Love you too, Tom. Thank you. Next week. Bye-bye. Sun going away. 
to shake off the welcome weed. Two steps swinging and happening. He, he, Jack, listening to hammer. Jack, listening to hammer. Had to listen to the movement down to Jack. much hey folks this is robert rankin walker here with chords vines and dines so excited to be talking to you guys hi this is robert schuler with melissa's produce and you're listening in on 